This morning we invite you once again to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Now we've been here in Psalm 37 for the past couple of weeks now, and we've read uh, out of the entire psalm uh, both uh, Sunday morning services. Uh, We're not going to take the time this morning to read uh, the entire psalm. We'll trust that uh, the couple times that we have uh, read it uh, is sufficient, but we are going to read that of the section uh, that we want to focus in on uh, this morning. And uh, Psalm 37, we're going to begin reading with verse number 21, and we'll be reading through that of verse 26. Psalm 37, beginning with verse 21. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of these verses. Now last week in that of our study, we covered verses 12 through 20, and there were uh, several points that we made uh, with uh, regards to that of this subject of uh, the seeming prosperity of the wicked uh, in relationship to the righteous. Uh, we noted that the wicked, that they plot against the righteous, but the Lord laughs at them. The wicked plot against the righteous, but the Lord laughs at them. That's in verses 12 and 13. In verses 14 and 15, we noted the weapons of the wicked will be their own demise. In verses 16 through 17, the wealth and power of the wicked will be taken away, but God will sustain the righteous. And then verses 18 through 20, the righteous will survive days of deprivation, but the wicked will perish. Now this morning in our study, we enter into that of the third section uh, of Psalm 37, which begins with verses 21 uh, and goes through verses 26. And the subject of this section is the way of the righteous and the wicked. Now, last week, uh, the primary focus was upon that of the uh, way of the wicked. If you look back in those verses, verses 12 through 20, you'll find that the focus seemingly is upon that of the wicked. However, in this section that is before us uh, today, uh, we have some contrast uh, between that of the righteous and the wicked. But primarily in this section, the focus is upon the righteous. The righteous. Now, what I want to be... What I want to do this morning is I want to begin with, first of all, that of a summary of the passage. And then after we 
consider the summary of the passage, I want to focus in on verses 23 through 26. Verses 23 through 26. So let's begin by considering that of the summary of this section. The psalmist continues with contrasting the righteous and the wicked here in verse 21. He writes, The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. The psalmist here, he says, The wicked borrow, but they don't pay back. But the righteous, they give generously. Now, what is the psalmist actually contrasting here? There's several ideals that uh, it could possibly be. Is it having to do with that of the ability to pay one's debt in lieu of those who are able to pay their debt? Or is it a moral failure that is being set before us here in these verses? The wicked just refuse to pay that of their debt, whereas the righteous, they are able to pay their debt. They're generous with that of the provisions that the Lord seemingly has given unto them. Or lastly, is it a selfish spirit versus a generous spirit that the psalmist here uh, refers to here in this contrast? Well, I would say to you that the first two, I don't believe, uh, really uh, gets to the point because uh, that of the non-ability versus the ability to take care of one's debt uh the words do not seem to stress that of ability or uh, non-ability here. Moral failure, again, there's nothing in the text which speaks of that of refusal to pay. It's not that the wicked, that they borrow and they just refuse to pay back. We know that there are those uh, who uh, would be characterized as that of wicked, uh, and they do borrow and they do pay back. And so uh, this doesn't fit uh, that of the text. And the text doesn't speak of that of the righteous uh, having that of a moral rightness here, so to speak. That they're uh, just and that they pay that of their uh, debts or that which they borrow uh, uh, for. I believe that rather the contrast here is between that of the selfish spirit versus a generous spirit. We have a contrast between perpetual takers and constant givers. You know, there are some who they are perpetual takers. They're going to take anything and everything that they can get. And they, in return, aren't going to really give anything back. But in contrast, and I believe, as I said, 
The contrast here is between that of the one who is a perpetual, uh, you know, give me and give me everything I can get, to that of the one whom the Lord has blessed, the one who has that of a generous spirit and who is gracious and who gives to others. So the psalmist here, he gives us a contrast between the wicked and that of the righteous and the wicked in the sense of their perpetual takers. Now, now, you know, we have to take this in a general sense. A general sense. For the most part, the wicked, they don't care about that of the righteous. They don't care about the righteous at all or Basically, what they're concerned about is what they can get for themselves. In verse number 22, the psalmist, he says, For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. Now we have another contrast here. And the contrast is between that of the one who is blessed and that of the one who is cursed. The psalmist here, he says, such as be blessed of him, of who? Of the Lord. That one shall inherit the earth and they that be cursed of him, who? Cursed of who? Cursed of the Lord. shall be cut off. The psalmist here, he speaks of that of the wicked and that of the righteous. And in the very beginning of the text there, he speaks of that of the blessed one, that of the righteous one, that he's going to have that of an eternal inheritance. Whereas the wicked, those who are evildoers, those who do not believe in the Lord who do not those things that are right, they're going to suffer the consequences. In this life, all men are recipients of the goodness of God. In this life, all are recipients of the goodness of God. The sun shines, and the wicked and the righteous, they're blessed. It rains, boy did it rain Friday. And it didn't just rain on the righteous, did it? No, it rained on the righteous and it rained also on that of the wicked. You say, well, how can that be the goodness of God? It's the goodness of God, beloved, in that the water or the rain that came has come and it has watered that of the land. That of of the land that brings forth that of food. The sun shines, causes the plants to grow. So yes, beloved, in that sense, Beloved, all are recipients of that of the goodness of God. And not only just that, but in many other ways. God shows His goodness 
to all. But let me say to you in closing with regards to that of this verse, this verse tells us that that's not the case out in eternity. No, the blessed said, he says, shall inherit the earth. They have that of an eternal inheritance to look forward to. Whereas the wicked, they're going to be cut off. They're going to be cut off. We now come to verses 23 through 26, which is the verses that we want to focus in on, particularly that of this morning. And as we do, uh, before we get to focusing in on it, we want to give you basically a summary of these verses. And we'll, first of all, read them once again for you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Four things that we want to draw your attention to from that of these verses. First of all, the Lord orders the steps of the good man. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, the psalmist says. The Lord delights in the way of the good man. The psalmist here, he tells us the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Thirdly, the Lord upholds with his hand the good man. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. And then fourthly, the Lord does not abandon the good man. You'll note there in verse 25, the psalmist writes, he says, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. So, The man, the good man, his steps are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way. He's upheld by the hand of the Lord. And he is not forsaken by the Lord. Now let's focus in on these verses now. For the remaining part or time that we have. The steps of a good man. The subject before us is the steps of a man. The steps of a man. Uh, You say, well, it says the steps of a good man. Yeah, it does. But most likely in your text, the word good is italicized. The word good is not in the Hebrew. It is a word that the translators have added for that of clarification. There's nothing wrong with that. But I believe as we can see, as we look down in the verses, that the man 
that is being spoken of here, the steps of, of the man, this man is not just any ordinary man that is being spoken of. For, number one, as we've already said, his steps are ordered by the Lord. Number two, the Lord delights in that of his way. Number three, the Lord upholds him with his hand. And number four, the Lord does not forsake him. So we would say to you that this man that is being spoken of here in that of our text, beloved, he is indeed that of a blessed man to have the Lord to order his steps, to delight in him, to not forsake him. He is indeed a blessed man. But let's look a little bit further. You might ask the question, well, how is this one that is being spoken of here good? If you look on down in the verses, you note that David here speaks as that of a man of experience. And as he does, in verse 25, he says, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. As we said, the word good is added for clarification, but it's not really necessary because as you look down here in the verses, you see that, beloved, what the one that David is speaking of here is that of the righteous man. Now indeed, the Scriptures tells us that there is none righteous. No, not one. The Scriptures tells us that there is none that doeth good. And so that's the reason why I ask the question, or the question might be asked, how is this one that is being spoken of here good, or we go as far as to say righteous? Man by nature is a sinful creature. Man stands as unjust before a holy and just God. We're born in this world transgressors, sinners. Yes, we have that of a sinful nature born into this world. And it's not very long before, beloved, that corrupt nature is shown forth. Man is guilty before God. He stands guilty before God. He stands deserving of the judgment of God, which is death. It's only through that of the Lord Jesus Christ and that of His death upon the cross that one can know that of a righteousness whereby He is accepted before God. We are justified how? How do we have that of a standing before a holy and just God? How can one be just before God? Only by that of faith in Jesus Christ. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore being justified, declared righteous, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. 
So if you want to have that of a righteous standing, whereby that you can stand before a holy and just God, and beloved, have peace with God, then you must believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. You must. For that's the only way. Only through that of Jesus Christ and that of His righteousness can we stand before a holy and just God and have peace with God and have hope of eternal bliss. The steps of a good man or that of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. The word steps there speaks of the act of changing location by raising the foot and setting it down. One foot at a time. That's the idea there. You note the word step there. It's not singular. It's plural. Isn't it? How many steps have you taken this morning? How many steps have you taken all throughout that of your life? Many of them, I would say. But then we come back to the question, is that exactly or really what the psalmist here is speaking of? The word steps there also can have the meaning of one's course of life. <coughs> which would include all of those steps. The steps of a good man or a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Now the word ordered here can be translated established, prepared, firm, set, fashioned, ordered. The steps, the course of the righteous man, the psalmist here tells us, is established established, ordered, arranged, directed. How? By the Lord. The Lord knows everything about you. But He has established your way. He has established the steps for you that you're to walk in. He has it all under control. And beloved, it may be through that of the valley of suffering, that of trials, and it may be upon that of the mountaintop of joys and blessings. And the Lord's in control of it all. All of the blessings, trials, and times of suffering, times of prosperity, they all come from His gracious hand and for our good. We sang a song or hymn a couple weeks ago, day by day, and with each passing moment. The Lord is with us. And out of His grace, He provides the way. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in 
His way. The Lord delighteth in His way. The Lord takes pleasure in His way. All that concerns the saint is interesting to that of His Heavenly Father. There's not one thing, beloved, that your Heavenly Father, with regards to you, that He doesn't know about and that He doesn't have a concern with. In other words, He cares for you. Peter speaks, casting all your care upon Him for He careth for you. So yes, it might seem that the wicked in all of their evil doings that they are prospering and they're getting away with all kinds of stuff and you wonder, well, what's the use? Just remember, the Lord's in control. They're in is that they're going to be cut off. But we who are His people we shall be for eternity blessed for Him. story is told of George Mueller that there was one who was thumbing through that of his Bible. That is George Mueller's Bible. He's the one who had that great orphanage known as a man of great prayer. And that as, as this individual was thumbing through George's Bible, he came across Psalm 37 here and verse 23. And he said that he head off the side. The stops also. The stops also. Not only are the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, but also the stops. Every, every, every step and stop. God's providential care for that of His own. The steps and his, the stops are ordered by the Lord. In verse 24 of the psalmist, he writes, Though he fall, though he fall, yes, the righteous, they do fall. Yes, they have their difficulties in life. Yes, they, are, they do things that they ought not to do at times. I'm thinking of that of Noah. It says that Noah was that of a just Man, perfect in his generation. <clears throat> the flood came and he did everything that the Lord commanded him. You know that sixth chapter, or that seventh chapter of Genesis, and it says he obeyed. He obeyed. He obeyed. And that was preparation of the ark and going into the ark. But what do we see over on the other side of the flood? We see some terrible things. Noah got drunk, didn't he? There were some other things that took place then. David, man after God's own heart, sinned. Sinned against God. Peter denied the Lord. Yes, God's people they do do things that they ought not to do. They, yes, they do fall. 
But note what the psalmist here tells us. He says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. In other words, what the psalmist here is telling us with regards to that of the righteous man is, is that he will not utterly fall to that of destruction. Why? Because the Lord is gracious, has been gracious to him, and is gracious to him, and upholds him. Not in that of perhaps a thing that he's done, but upholds him and gives him the grace. Whereby he repents, he turns from it and comes back to him. The Lord upholds him with his hand. With his hand. You know, we walk, we walk that of the path that the Lord has prepared for us and He's right there with us. Holding that of our hand. Guiding us, directing us is what the psalmist here is telling us. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. I have been young and now I'm old. As we said, David here, he speaks from that of experience. Now, undoubtedly, from the statement here, we know that David was an old man when he penned that of this psalm. He says, I'm, I was young and I, now I'm old. And from that of my personal experience, David says, he says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken or abandoned, nor his seed begging bread. In other words, the Lord has, uh, takes care of his own. The Lord provides for that of his own. Now we know in Scripture... There was one by the name of Elijah who was a prophet of God. And he went to the woman at Zarephath who was picking up sticks to bake some cakes and then she and her child might eat and die. And he said, make me a cake first. That's what he told the woman. Elijah didn't have anything. He came to this woman and he says, make me a cake. She took a little bit of flour that she had and she baked the cake and gave it to Elijah and there was still flour. Still flour. The Lord provided for the woman and her child and for Elijah. I've been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. 
Who is the psalmist here speaking of here? Well, one might think that the psalmist here is speaking of that of the Lord here. He is ever merciful. The Lord is merciful, isn't He? And lendeth, He gives. And His seed is blessed. The one who, who is being spoken of here is that of the righteous man. The, the one who is described back up in verse 23 as the good man. And the reason why that He is merciful, the reason why He gives, the reason why that His seed is blessed, beloved, is because of what the Lord has done in His life. He is a recipient of those things. Child of God, we have no reason to fret over the prosperity and the evil deeds of the wicked and their seemingly prosperity. Our steps are ordered by the Lord and we can trust Him. We can trust Him, beloved. And, you know, let, let it be. Let it be. Focusing upon the Lord. Fret not. Don't fret. Don't get all hot and bothered. No, just trust in the Lord. Rest, rest in the Lord. Know that He's on the throne. And that He's going to take care of it all. Not only will He take care of the wicked, but He's going to take care of the righteous also. All right. On the back of your bulletin, there's an old hymn. I don't think it's in our blue book. Stepping in the light. Let us stand.
Heavenly Father, Lord, for the uh, leading, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Father, we uh, praise you that uh, thy dear Son possesses all power in heaven and in earth, and uh, that uh, his rule governs uh, every aspect of our life. Uh, Father, we uh, do pray now that you would bless your word to our hearts. Uh, may that Holy Spirit be our teacher. Father, do help us to um, know thee uh, in Christ Jesus more perfectly and uh, to walk uh, according to thy will. Uh, direct our path, we pray. Lord, may you cause your face to shine upon us and uh, bless us now as we part. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.